Hey, I'm Dean Blandino, and as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40, Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 267. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Riz. How you doing, brother? Hey, Chris, I miss you, buddy. I miss you. How you doing? Good, good. Yo, yo, what am I, chop liver? You're, that's the best you'll ever be. We got a big show today. <laughs> we, uh, that would be Case, by the way. <laughs> we got the case of the missing pass interference review, a.k.a. Al Riveron sucks. And who is sliding to the other side of the ball, Frank Ragnow, getting some love from the PFF. Maybe another guy is getting some as well. And let's face it, a whole lot of you just don't know how football works. We got a whole lot going on. That a whole lot more. Great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to the Dill Master Dylan from Guam. There we go. In, in in harmony. Yeah, Guam's gonna he, or Dylan's gonna double dose. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. I Prevail Check them out. Give them some love. Uh, I think they're gonna be touring soon. I, I not next week, but soon. They Brian's been chomping at the bit. To get out, new, a new reworked single came out today too. Yes, by the way, yes, thank, check it out. Thank you very much. Um, how do we? How do we know these guys? How do we hang out with them? Well, they all hang out with us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. It uh, gets you access to the Slack chat when you join us there for as little as a dollar a month, as much as you want. Though uh, you get aboard the Patreon, you get the Slack chat, you get access to that, you get an invite within a couple hours or maybe right away when you get in there. It takes sometimes I'm sleeping, uh, but we get you in there and uh, you can hang out with some of the most intelligent Lions chat you're going to find on the internet. Period. Of course, we also have the Dumb F's channel and we have a beer channel and a barbecue channel and a couple other ones a stocks channel we call that gambling uh, a whole lot of great conversation going on <laughs> that we talk about a whole lot of really really cool stuff that I'm, for the beer channel hold it up oh nice nice is it masagavi mm-hmm. nice it's with grapefruit very yeah. good yes Ooh, that was a little tart but very good <laughs> i can tell you that uh it's it's the best place I, it's the the place where i get most of my internet love and, and excitement so check us out uh, patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast join everybody there and uh, get yourself hooked up with with a good dose of, of smart people all right give us a review or give us a like on facebook facebook we revived it and it's starting to come alive again facebook it's alive slash the detroit lions podcast facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast and uh, instagram detroit lions podcast Podcast and on the Twitter beast at DET Lions Podcast. Give us a follow at DET Lions Podcast. It's the best place to see both of these boys. And it's too hot for pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live and when we put our great new exciting stuff up front. Um, 
I've got some really cool stuff we'll show you. And we've been working on some, uh, some pretty cool stuff. So keep an eye there. Get there. Get subscribed. Rate us at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora. I don't know. All those things. Wherever you go. Give us those five-star reviews. We appreciate them. We've got some really, really nice reviews from you guys. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, there is a barbecue chair channel, Eric, in the Slack. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in Lions Line at 929-33-LIONS-929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And boy, do we have some stuff going on first. Um, pass interference review. Boys, it's Gonzo. Uh, as I said, a.k.a. Al Riveron is a jerk. This is something we wanted. We really, really wanted and could have been so friggin' good. What exactly happened to us? What happened to this? Well, I mean... Uh- so we had had uh, Dean Blandino on the show covering the last two, three. I don't even remember how long now years we've had him on, you know, as an occasional guest. Um, and we've talked to him about this specific issue. I know we talked about it with him this last off season, this, this off season before it happened. And I'm, I'm fairly sure we talked about it with him last off season. And we, we had the conversation about whether or not he thought it was a good idea or not. And he and I disagreed. And I said, I do think it's a good idea. And he said, it's a bad idea. Ultimately he was right, but I'll say he was right by default because he was talking about with you. Well, sure. Fine. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I, I live with it. Gonna be that um, kind of show. <laughs> but I mean, it, but it, it, he was right because and whether or not he knew it at the time, Al Riveron and, and the NFL and, and however, however you choose to put it, put that through your own perspective, decided to completely tank the whole concept. Like yeah. they, they had an opportunity to make it a legit thing and just completely neglected to do so. They, they, it was completely ignored and obfuscated and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's your, there's your, there's your obfuscated Um, (laughs) from the get go, from the get go. And and so it never really had a legitimate chance to look the way that fans would have liked to have seen it look. And I think that sucks. I think that really sucks. So one of the things that Dean said, get over uh, it. Did he say obfuscated? <laughs> I'm <laughs> be obfuscated. Uh, let me check it. I'm pissed. Yes, yes. Okay. I got it. <laughs> okay. One of the things that Dean said when he was shooting you down politely case was that mm-hmm. he, he thought that the, the review process of having the guys on the field deciding if the guys on the field made a mistake or not was never going to work. And I may or may not have led him down that road, but he certainly agrees with it. And it's something that Riveron fiercely does not want to do. And if you saw one of the other things that they did in, in getting rid of the rules today was that they negated by vote uh, the eye in the sky. 
There were there was a proposal to have the I in the sky, oh, which I hate so much that they're doing this. They're going backwards. Well, that's my personal they, opinion on it. They not are. theirs, obviously. No, and and one of the things that they said was that, and I've and Dean has said this, and uh, I know just from from working with a, a college basketball official, he who's they're they're dancing with reviews there. It gives the the officials on the court or on the field. It makes them feel more tentative. They don't feel like they are as in control of the game as they are. They feel like they're going to be overshadowed is the wrong word, but like, like they're not going to be taken as Get seriously. fucking used to it. Sorry for my language. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's part of your job. But that's my, that's my feeling on it. Like one of the I get overshadowed. That, I get looked over at my job and I don't always like it, but I have to do it. I have yes. to do it. Yes. Well, one of the things that they're coming up is against is that they are having trouble getting new people in. And one of the reasons they are is because they feel like, oh, well, if why do you need me if you're Increase just going to overrule pay. me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. make them full time. There yes, are there are ways way. around this. Yeah. The way the way the way to take care of it is not to make for a less fair That's, or less. And this is game. all my obviously this is all my personal opinion on it. I just think that they they severely mishandled the situation as a way. They didn't to want it. The make a few people happy. The officials clearly didn't want it. When we talked, when um, we were there at training camp, when the when the officials were there. And they were, uh, who was there this year? Was it, was it Brad? Oh, whoever, God, whoever it was. I remember, yeah. Um, but they were very clear that, and, and especially the back judge who was sitting right behind me in the, in the media room, he's like, this isn't good. Like, it's going to make me more tentative in what I'm going to try and call. See, that's that's the wrong attitude. Again, it is. And I but, agree. But but Dean was ex- Dean saw that that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and, and and I do appreciate that Dean saw exactly yeah. what that was. I, like, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's not that I don't. And don't misunderstand me saying this. And that I don't feel for the referees. I just think that wholesale getting rid of a thing that the fans wanted. Because it's and difficult, the is not the good way around the situation. And it also, it also, look, 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 look you can't. It wasn't used either. You cannot create the rules around what the prisoners or the crazies want in the asylum, right? It has to be what's the what's the output, what's the product we're putting out there. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's a assembly line. I don't care if you're a mechanic in a shop. The idea is to get it right for the customer and what to take. You know, you know, as a mechanic. When I was work, when I was working my way through college, working on cars, I had to eat my own at. Anyway, I had to get eh. hose on a bunch of jobs because the customer needed something, and and I won't say the automaker or the dealer, but they they weren't going to pay for it. They weren't going to pay for the amount of time it took to do that. But you know what? It was all about walking away with a happy customer. Of course, the car also came back and was my problem that I had to deal with again the next time if I didn't fix it right. There's all kinds of in the real world you have to deal with it, and the idea that you can't hire the appropriate talent because it's it's a little tough. That's that doesn't fly for me. The end result has to be a better product and the fact that that's not at the forefront of this you're right um blandino saw it coming and that and it's great because he's he's really tuned in but the gestalt yeah. of that ref room should not be what dictates the rules the, the, the referees work for the league they have a set of rules and a and a and a, and a, and a um a gestalt a, a, a system for how those rules are implemented uh the the if 
if that the, the idea that I'm going to be more tentative to call it because I might be proven wrong. No, 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 no. You should be really adamant that you you know what you're doing. You know, a quarterback right. knows that, that they can throw a good ball and know what they do. They throw balls into small windows and they make great plays. You know what refs need to do? They need to get the they just need to go ahead and start knowing that they're a good ref and start making great calls period that's what you do and and one of and and one of dean's points again was to not have the guys that are on the field being in charge of the review of the guys that are on the field this needs to be something that if it's going to be done right has to be done from a neutral party that doesn't have to go back into the referee huddle at the next time and say hey bud you were wrong right right no i also agree with that post game and that's that's a that is a Al Riveron issue, mm-hmm. and if you want if you want to crap on Al Riveron, that's a great place to to take a crap. Now, my question before we move on from this is, what if we have some like absurd controversies this year that could have been fixed by this? Is how is the we fan will. backlash? Will it be even bigger? Will the fan backlash be even bigger because Man, this I, could I, have been solved? I hope something happens in a Saints game. That's all I can say. <laughs> it would be a Saints-Vikings game. That's, you know, that'd be, oh, that'd that would be, 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 be glorious. This will be the year. It'll it'll absolutely happen. So, and, I mean, and so, I mean, probably be, I, I just think already, not even that piece aside i think this is probably riveron's last year i just i just don't believe that he's going to be right survive the way he handles his job i don't think he's going to survive another year in the nfl i think we'll revisit this topic eventually oh, I'm sure we will i'm sure we'll need so, to i've got yeah, you know, yeah. don't forget the hashtag hire blandino um okay uh, a couple <laughs> other <rules laughs> things <laughs> i'm down with that i really do turn. love that man yeah, so what a couple other ones I just want to hit on really um, the competition committee came up with uh, no more manipulating the game clock by committing dead ball fouls while the clock is running um, oh. that was so poetic to watch Belichick get burned by his own his own Mike Vrabel ramming it right back in his face and Belichick yeah. going crazy on yeah. the sideline yeah. that was uh, that was worth it I, I'm sure John Harbaugh sent roses to Vrabel uh, yes. to too after that one that's great uh, and then the other one is um, the defensive defenseless player protection on kicks or punts um, who's in possession of the ball but has not had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact or uh, opponent so they've kind of expanded that defenseless uh, receiver or defenseless player protection which I think is fair because that's a, that as as you know as we know in the NFL it's an extremely dangerous kind of play there for for those guys to get hit and then they are absolutely defenseless um but we also know from the xfl that that can be done a hell of a lot better because god did they nail it before we move on real quick i have an appreciation for the competition committee and and the, the rule changes they make over time even if i don't agree with all of them um and and or you know retractions in them um <laughs> i but i know a lot of fans get upset that anything changes with the game but I think that's a very silly point of view. I think that part of the reason that the uh, the whole onside kick thing uh, with the fourth and fifteen that that we're likely to it. see, I do too. Um, and I think you know we've seen the the success rate of onside kicks go down and down and down over the last decade, and and six percent over the last three years. And while I'm not necessarily, I, here's what I'll say about it. I, I do think there are certain teams out there who benefit more from it than others, but I also think that will um, even out over time as it, depending on how important a factor in the game it becomes. Sure. Uh, but I generally think that it's important for the game to keep 
morphing itself because if you want to keep the game as exciting as possible, if it stayed exactly the way it was in the 50s and 60s, people wouldn't be tuning in at the, the way they are today. And, and it's been the, the changes to the game that have made it more exciting uh, and, and, and made it different as time goes on and as, uh, you know, adaptations in the way uh, teams themselves and smart coaches like Belichick uh, come up with ways around the rules and things of that nature. You know, if it weren't for the changes, it would have been, it would have stagnated a long time ago. And so if you're just strictly upset that the game that you love changes at all, I think you're very much in the wrong. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on. We got an, another topic here. That's a, it's a good one. It's been a top of people's minds lately. I know in the Slack chat, it's been a rich discussion. Um, I came down pretty hard and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that here again. And then I'm going to backtrack like I did in, in the Slack chat. Uh, Jamal Agnew is switching positions, moving uh, the other side of the ball. He's going to move to a wide receiver role. My initial reaction was that means Jamal Agnew will not be on this team in 2020. That was my immediate reaction. Then I, I, I had a little bit of time to think about it and i was like i think jeff and i are going to nope, agree on this no nope, i think nope, you were right nope, on your initial nope, reaction nope, but go ahead and finish trust your initial <laughs> impulse because it was right well, the only reason i had my, my my other impulse was if i think back to the beginning of last year and some of the uh the return uh failures that occurred we'll say uh i was sure he was gone and then he turned it around and saved his own bacon pretty quick and and showed himself to be right. a pretty strong return man is that going to be enough to keep him on the team uh, i i don't know but i i can't count him out yet the guy the guy look the guy showed up when he needed to last year and i just can't count him out for showing up this year there's there's something about heart on guys in the nfl like that like just like him that make it so as as much right. as my initial reaction was that i i can't just say he's he, he's gonna be gone because okay. he's got something what what the position change tells you is that he has failed at cornerback yep. and they are looking for a reason to justify a roster spot for him when he is an enigmatic at best kick returner and punt returner so I, Who has I'm a going, hard time hanging onto the ball. He Let's does not forget. Like he is electric, but he is. So he got and and so I actually I'm I'm going through. You want to give him more chances to hang onto the ball when that's been a problem? Well, exactly. Make him I'm, one of the things I'm doing. I'm going through on, on lines where I'm watching all the games over. I'm through three games now. But let's, and the, the leader. I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I want to because it, it applies to Agnew. We're here. time traveling, Chris. That's the fine. the first game against Arizona, Jamal Agnew is directly responsible for the reason the Detroit Lions did not win that football game. It is 100% on Jamal Agnew that they did not win that game. Inarguable. Mm -hmm. He blew it. Second game, he gets the ball taken out of his hands like, it, yeah. like it's me going against my fifth grade daughter. It got, got nullified by a penalty, but then after that, they brought Danny Amendola in, and Amendola immediately was better. Your daughter won that one, by the way. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Right. Okay. My, my daughter kicks ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's why I was just. Yeah. Yeah. I might have been confused. So then, then we get to the Eagles game and he runs back the opening opportunity. It's after Philadelphia scored for a touchdown. And I watched that game and I watched the all 22 again this morning and it was a nice run, but I got to say D Virgin and Will Harris and somebody else all through just incredible blocks for him. Will it, Harris of all people. Uh, exactly. Um, another guy who was culpable in that first game because he didn't know how to, to protect on a field goal right. for a punt. Um, just got yeah. lit up for his block again, or for his attempted tackle of Saquon in the Giants game too, where he yeah. just got 
put so, on the ground. <laughs> but the thing with the thing with Agnew is is that the the return that he got against Philadelphia, Amendola can do that. Jason Huntley can do that. Ty Johnson can do that. Mm-hmm. If they can all contribute elsewhere on the team too, and Agnew, we we've seen him try to be that gadget player. He was he was McKissick the years before McKissick was on the team. Right. It's it's a fifteen to twenty touch a year role. I. Again, they just drafted Jason Huntley to do that. They're trying to make a spot for him anti Johnson. What about That's, Huntley? How many? What I don't. If I remember right, he doesn't have a whole lot of returns under his belt. He does not. Right. He does not. Yeah. They were they were they were protective of him because he was their offense. Right. Right. Okay. He is no longer in that role. Yeah. So we're the Lions. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> um, real the quick, Lions. real quick. Um, uh, without going too in depth on the specifics, I think the only chance that Agnew would have is in the slot wide receiver depth uh, position uh, because I think it's a very interesting position for the Lions coming up this year because the only straight up wide receiver the Lions have who I think backs up Danny Amendola on paper is Cephas mm-hmm. and that's a totally different player than Absolutely. Danny Amendola. Um, so if you, and, and then I think you have Huntley and Agnew working on maybe filling in some depth at that position. And right. so I, I think like if he were to find himself electric at that spot in training camp, maybe, maybe he sneaks in onto the roster, I but feel like I, I don't is a lot more in tuned to, for that role. Than Agnew is. Well, yeah, I would agree with that too. I, I see Huntley as you know a JD McKissick type, but the, the he's also bigger. What is, I think the the Agnew's Agnew's five nine, one hundred and seventy eight pounds. Yeah, the problem Which the fits problem for I some see. slot, but, but you know. Yeah. But the problem I see is is really if Agnew's lined up in the slot, you know it's a gadget play like eight out of ten times because he's not getting the ball. Right, you probably don't have to cover him because he can't catch. I, and, I, and of course, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I would worry about him getting popped. But the idea yeah. is, is I just don't see. It's he's he's so limited in what he can do that if he lines up, he's a lot easier to cover and defend against because, like Riddick, right? Oh, Riddick's on the field. <laughs> oh, flare pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Linebacker, go outside. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe the single most, maybe the single most important trait of a slot receiver is being able to hang on to the football. And I'm just not sure Agnew would be able to do that if he got yeah. popped. Hang on going in over the middle. I'm right. quick hitting pass plays. Right. That's, right. That I'm just not sure about that. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. If you yeah. could get him in space, that's one thing, but I'm not sure that that's the offense that we have. Who's, so who's the guy who caught seven <laughs> passes and got, and it was electric as hell. Marvin Hall. Seven. Yes. Hall. Thank you. Yeah. I was kept, I want to say hunt. I said, but he's KG still Hunt's an outside receiver. So right, 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 right. But, but the oh, thing that he, he literally only runs straight down the field. Well, I mean, but you, that's, that's where Jamal might actually be able to fill. <laughs> that's in. fair. He's that's fair. I mean, you've got speed. Fast. So, yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, so you got limited. You got limited on on what he could do. So uh, Jamal Agnew switching positions. The guy he seems to have a great personality. He's had a lot of fun. He's oh, I couple, like Jamal. Yeah, a couple. I wish that the way that we'd found it. So yeah, we'll have to see. I wish that had. he had developed into the cornerback that we wanted him to to develop. Yeah, into. yeah. I just didn't see that happen. The way we used him, we never felt like we were using him to, and growing his his cornerback skills. To be honest with you, I just never saw him. 
um, getting that the, the reps and the the kind of growth in the other roles he was playing that would help him as a corner. It seemed like Mike Ford took over that role of the developmental sort of project mm-hmm. special teams. He's not the return guy, but a special teams specialist who also mm-hmm. happens to play cornerback. And Ford does pretty good at that. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, really quick, I want to say, I know you're hurting. I know you're hurting inside. I know you're hurting outside. You've been working out because you got the COVID going on. You're stuck in your house. You know, I'm stuck at least. I don't want to say stuck, but I'm not going back to work <laughs> in the office. I get to work from home at least through Labor Day, they said today. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of loving, loving it. Right. But so what do you got to do? I'm not getting the steps I used to get. And I'm realizing that this is not playing well. It's time to get my my butt humping around and get moving. I got to pull out the weights. I got to get the old bike again and dust them off and get working. Um, But you know, it hurts afterwards. It hurts a lot afterwards. <laughs> and uh, what do you need to do after you work out? You need to recover quickly. So you get back to work out and you can hit cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com and get help with that. I see Case Case throws a, a bicep up there. Let's, let's see what you got going on. Yeah, that's 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 cheddar rolls popping right there, buddy. <laughs> the cheddar biscuits. Um, but that's yeah. actually what my what my girlfriend's parents call me is biscuits. <laughs> cheddar biscuit. <laughs> no biscuits. They they started calling me biscuits. biscuits. So. Okay, we'll get it. All right. right, we'll get into this later. <laughs> ah, yeah. All right, it's the insomnia. It's the the bodily pain. We talked about that before. And it's also the uh, recovery, quicker recovery from those workouts when you're in pain. Head over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's Diamond CBD. They've got some great stuff. It doesn't get you high. It's not what it's after. You guys in Michigan, you know, it's it's you go by the shop, whatever. If that's what you're after. This is truly a, a pain relief, a sleep relief, and a uh, a way to help yourself feel better. Um I use it. It's been great ever since I got it. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They've got the Tommy Chong Chewables. They've got a Lawrence Taylor line of products as, as well. If you feel you want to be a little less chongy, a little more athletic, you can go that route, right? <laughs> but uh, they got good stuff. They'll help you out. They'll help you recover. They'll help you get the sleep that you want and uh, get to where you are. Check it out. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. And uh, they'll give us a little kickback. And uh, it's, a, it's a great way to go to help the show and help your body feel better. All right. Moving on, um, there's this guy, and nobody's really been able to come up with a good nickname for him. I've heard all kinds of really bad. I'm just ones glad we've shut down ones. the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, we've we've seen to have shut down most of the bad ones. Yeah, so. but the, you, there's new new people coming on the Reddit all the time, right? <laughs> so uh, Kenny Galladay, let's take a, a forward view on him. There's been some some kind <clears throat> words spoken about him, and and. Case, I, you know what? Before we even get it, I want to roll out. We talked about a new segment, and um, I was referring to something different, but that I'm not, not going to be able to do till next week. But we do have something new that is really, really. It came up during the draft show. Uh, before we get the evaluation, let's just call this a segment. We should probably do this once a show. We're going to have Case ride the fence. I see a white fence, and I want to paint it brown. No colors any. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that's Case stolen from a show. Oh. How about that? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Case coming here to tell us Kenny Galladay is really good, but boy, does he have a couple things he needs to work on. Go for it, Case. We got you. Well, intro, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. For, for starters, uh, PFF had come out uh, this week and said they predict that Kenny Galladay will have the third most receiving yards in the NFL this year. And I, I don't necessarily think they're wrong. Um, it could happen. It, it could happen. Uh, 
I, I do think there was there was also a hilarious um, post on the subreddit, and I'm not gonna you know call out the user by name uh, that said if Kenny Galladay didn't have his size and his strong hands, he'd be a below average receiver. And I was like, well, um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was it, it, to be fair, oh like it got it got it, it got demolished. You know, I gotta say, if Michael rightfully Jordan so, had but braces, it, right? Exactly. <laughs> Player either. What the <laughs> hell? Oh my god! Um, no, it it was good. Uh, it, no, I I think Kenny Galladay is a very good receiver. I'm not I'm not sure. I I'm not sure whether or not he's reached his peak. The question mark comes at what is he worth and what is the dollar value worth to extend him? Because there's two major things going on. One. We've seen wide receivers get overpaid more than once. We had one of them. In Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of them. That been? I don't remember that. Um, let's see. Was it Brett Perriman? Hey, probably. I don't remember how much he got. But. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. Now. I'm pretty sure Chris <laughs> Durham got overpaid, but uh, <laughs> he was stealing money. Right. You kicked it right between the nuts there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for putting a stop. Go ahead, Case. Anyway, we've seen it happen. We've seen wide receivers get overpaid, and, and, and they can be a top tier wide receiver. They can be the best wide receiver in the league and still be overpaid by a significant margin based on their impact on the team. And that's what I would fear would happen. And that's why I think they probably haven't already come to an agreement with him is because he is going to be looking for that kind of top dollar. And he's not, well, while he is, you know, he's easily a top 10 wide receiver in the league. You can make arguments about him approaching the top five. Although, you know, I, I think we as Lions fans sometimes get maybe a little overzealous on those things. I think I could easily pick five guys that I would put ahead of him, uh, but maybe not six or seven. He's going to be looking for, based on my impression of his attitude, which I think is a good attitude for him, but he does have a little bit, if you, if you look more closely at the kind of things he says when he's on the field, he does have a, he, he has a very, a healthy respect for his own abilities. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I also think that's going to lead to him asking for a whole lot of money. And I'm not sure the lions would be in their best interest to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I'm just afraid for, that, that, for, that the lions fans are going to have a little bit of a shock Overall, when that becomes the reality we're faced with, make him the top paid wide receiver in the league or let him go somewhere else. Yeah. So just for, for comparison's sake, last year he was uh, seventh in receiving yards with 1,190. Michael Thomas had 1,725. Um, of the qualifiers, he was third in yards per reception at 18.3. Uh, he did have 11 touchdowns, which led the league, which is great. Um, but he was not in the top 20 in any of those categories the year before. Um, yeah. So, and, so if you paid him like the, the top wide receiver in the now, league, you'd be paying for the outlier. Sorry, Jeff. And he's, he's also older than most people. He turns 27 this season. That's, that's pretty advanced for a guy who's entering his contract year, his first, yeah. or his second contract. Yeah. 
Which means he is absolutely going to try to get paid because it's probably, in all honesty, the last chance he will get to get a massive payday unless he somehow takes a one-year deal or gets franchise tagged. He'd probably love to get franchise tagged because it would be top five salary and then he's a free agent the next year. Um, He won't see it that way, but he he probably should. Mm -hmm. So he is definitely going to look to break the bank. Um, And I haven't looked at what the the salary figures are yet, but uh, if, if he's asking for top five wide receiver money. He's not a top five all around wide receiver in the league. He was close to that last year. He Mm -hmm. has not been that previously. He's got to prove that he can do it again. Let me, let me ask really quick. What's going to be the effect of COVID on and, uh, and, and TV revenues here on the salary cap? Cause that's really one of the things they, that is the other part of the, they have been really, really quiet about that. Yeah. Yeah. That is not, that's not something that they're even like, they're not even leaking that stuff to Schefter or anything. That's like really behind close. Which I think is exactly a good reason for the Lions not to make that extension this off season for right. sure. It's, and that's exactly where my head's at. He's, yes. he's a great play. He's look, he's, he's a great wide receiver. Is he the greatest? Like you said, case, probably not. Mm-hmm. Would he be, could he be complimented very highly? Maybe with someone we pick next year, or maybe we get in free agency. Oh, absolutely. Right. That could, that could be a thing, but how is the salary cap going to affect all of this stuff based on revenues and everything else? And that's the thing. You don't want to pay anybody really right now the highest amount of anything, not knowing if the, if the cap goes down. Can you imagine the deleterious effect it would have? See how I did that instead of a fustigate? <laughs> yeah. You getting litigious over there? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're <laughs> the, the the flip side of the whole argument is the Lions will be in really really terrible shape at wide receiver, right? Going oh, okay. forward, oh yeah. If they don't, right now they've got severely seats. address it. <laughs> Next year, <laughs> right, right. Isn't Marvin Jones under contract for next year? Well, is is no, he is today? This is last year. He's he's done after this year. Okay, so I mean, all three of those guys are are right. gone after this year. And Marvin Marvin is underappreciated. Oh, I agree, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. Wonderful. I'd be I would happy to say, give him another one or two year contract. Honestly, I think Marvin is a better all around receiver than Galladay. Uh, but again, he's not going to get paid that way because he's going to be thirty three. Right. That's yeah. I'd be happy to see him stick around for another Galladay, one. Galladay years. has a lot of leverage here. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays that leverage. We don't know how that's going to go out yet. Anyway. And, and, and keep on, you've got to. Pay I, back. I feel like I just stuck you've my dick to, in everybody's cocoa or something. Do, so that. that's nasty. <laughs> that's nasty. It's, it's from we're, we're trying to. I'm sorry. We're trying to no, stay. So you, we're, we're trying not to get. You've got to also pay Taylor. Taylor Decker <laughs> is going to get the same contract that Jack Conklin got this off season. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's and he's worth it. You cannot go to battle without a good left tackle. You just yeah. can't. And he's a good one. He's not great. Yep. But he's, he's, he's I, I've seen the alternative. <laughs> yes, he's, he's fine for what he does. Yep. And he's going to, he's going to get 13 to 15 million a year. And, and I'm fine with that. The one thing, the one thing yeah. we like in the chat, they're talking about, uh, Jordan, uh, he's saying that he heard, uh, saw a rumor that Kenny G's mom saying he wanted to go to Chicago. 
it would be interesting, right? And he's from there. Yeah. So yeah. So there's there, it's, it's it's possible. We hear a lot of rumors, right? Um, there's a lot of stuff. That it would be. Uh, uh, I I wish nothing but the best for Kenny. But if he went to Chicago next year, and they were starting their rebuild at quarterback, you'd give next him year. Tanya it would be really out. interesting. <laughs> it would be really interesting and unfortunate for him. You know. So that's not a threat. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want no. What I'm saying is, it would be it would be an unfortunate situation for him to leave here to go to Chicago to only go to be from catching faced passes, with to catch right. passes from Matthew Stafford to going to to the, an the, unknown situation the winner that, of the Trubisky Foles like who the hell well, or, or, or whoever or whoever right. they bring in next you know yeah. <laughs> whoever they trade a, a pick to get picking, and trade like the next four years in the draft they'll be getting uh, they'll be getting the kid from North Dakota State you hey know, hey the, Trey Lance the thing is he can though, play it does if you, yeah he can if you get a quote if you're a guy who's signing a big contract I would hate like that is, <laughs> and you're going over it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm if I'm Kenny Galladay and they offer me the, the number one pay for a wide receiver mm-hmm. and I know that uh, Mitch Trubisky's throwing the ball at me. That just means I'm not getting hurt because the ball's not going to be anywhere near me and I'm not going to take the hits. It's going to be a great <laughs> season. You take the money and you walk away and say thank you very much and go have a great retirement and live a long, happy life as a result. That's it's going to be very interesting situation. to see how this plays out because Galladay does have more perceived leverage than most receivers do when they're entering this situation because the Lions don't have anybody else. They yeah. are still a pass-based offense. And, he's and I haven't really looked deeply at who the free agent uh, wide receivers are next year to see who else we could pot potentially bring in. But hopefully somebody better than Geronimo Allison. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, he's pushing Marvin Hall off the team. So. I, can't, I can't argue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I, I got nothing for you. All right. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh, Kenny Galladay. There's Case uh, sliding along the fence as usual, painted brown. Um, I want to say thanks to Matt for Matt Leffler for putting that together, or to Le- Matt Leffler. I'm not sure. It doesn't have the U, the U in it. So I want to say Matt Leffler. Matt. Probably Leffler. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Scheffler, but with we can the- bring in Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm good with it. I really like Larry Fitzgerald. He he's going to keep playing. Actually, hey, we we, we could we Just could bring stop. in Allen Robinson. Stop. Just stop. It's over. He's a free agent Anyways. next year. It's over. We've already got Agnew. That's all we need. All right. I'm uh, going to look forward now. Somebody else getting some PFF love. <laughs> um, a young man who's, you know, about, you know, he's, he's case his size. Uh, Frank Ragnow. He's been getting some love from uh, from uh, PFF. You saw Case with the the big uh, cheddar biscuit biceps going on. You know what's oh, going yeah, on. Baby. He's, he's, oh, yeah, he's baby. He's running the ball for you up the center. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Frank Ragnow getting some love from uh, PFF and that's that's good news. I mean look, anytime you get love from PFF, we we know it's it's its own system. It's not perfect. Nobody's system is perfect unless we talk about the Quintress system from the uh, Elephant Walk, but we'll we'll leave that one be. Um the uh the we know none of these systems are perfect, but PFF has a, a decent system and if you get if you get some good kudos out of it, you take it and you run with it, right? There is is that how you feel? Absolutamente. There you go. Okay. Say that again. <laughs> Absolutamente. It's the it's the masagave. It's it's making me speak <laughs> Spanish. Multiple syllabic words in foreign languages. Boy, this is going to be a <laughs> an interesting show at the end. Best good. <laughs> Our lexicon is growing by the hour. tortugas. <laughs> All right, uh, case. Uchin <laughs> Russo. Case, tell us why you hate PFF but love Frank Ragnow. 
I use one on Sunday. We really do not have time to go into that whole thing. <laughs> Just talk about, but um, no, 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 no. Um, I, I think that they do a relatively good job with offensive linemen. Um, I, I still don't want to, you know, I wouldn't take it as gospel necessarily, but uh, short of other options to look at, I think they do a relatively good job with offensive linemen. And he did it. He was, uh, what was he? The number seventh uh, pass blocking uh, center and something like the number two run was, blocking yes, center. He was number two and run. And so, I mean, it, that's, yeah, I mean, he, he's really underrated in, in terms of the NFL landscape. Um, that's a big part of playing in Detroit, but, um, <laughs> it, it, but we should be happy. That's, I mean, we don't have a lot to talk about necessarily here. We should just be happy. We have Frank Reg now. He's, he's awesome. You know, you, you get skeptical about taking a center in the first round. Right. He's for sure. He is, he's the best lineman on the team. He's, he's, Probably the best lineman in the NFC North, and there's some good linemen in this sure. division. He's he is so so good. I have to say, Quinn, and we'll, we'll, we'll do the the Decker one next. I'm going to change on the order a little bit, but I have to say that Quinn has done actually a really good job with this line, even though the line is where it is. The talent that's been available, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's spent the draft capital. The talent that's been available in free agency, we've got an above average offensive line or we've had an above average offensive line from one that was pure trash right it was it was it was just a a, a, a flaming dumpster fire it the, i mean it was black smoke and stink coming out of that thing you, you, you would have thought it was out behind AutoZone in minneapolis it was so bad but <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry oh, oh man <laughs> it was a flaming dumpster fire though oh. um, based on the again take it take it how you Real quick, just to jump in real quick, to take it how you would choose to take it, but we ranked 11th in on PFF's uh, uh, offensive line rankings for the season last season. Yeah. Just yeah. take it how that, you would That's with the guard rotation, which, yeah, by right, the way, is with the rotation. And I, I've been watching these, and I've been taking notes on it. Guys, Kenny Wiggins, he doesn't suck. Yeah, no, he's, he's getting better he's all not, the time. He's not, he's, not, he's not great. He is not a liability is the, the best way to say it. And I think a lot so, of people view him as being this incompetent boob that's out there. He's better than that. Um, in fact, in two of the first three games that I've watched, he's been better than Glasgow. There you go. Ooh, ooh Scott, I, I just want to apologize in advance. Scott Warheight, this is a message for you. Riz said that, and he was not yes, inspired. Yes, it was me. Um, <laughs> Love you, Scott. We've got the Warheight scale, and it's great. This this works really well. It is weighted, though, and you'll have you'll have players from Michigan that seem to to to, to weigh a little higher in the Warheight scale, but that's okay, right? No, no measurement is perfect. Um, so yeah, no, we've. I, th- I would I would make the statement that Quinn's done as a good a job as probably any GM could, who's had to build from such a trashy offensive line to where we are today, um, and with this kind of guard rotation. Frankly, at some point soon, we're going to be able to settle on what that line is without a rotation, I think. I think this is just the best way to try out as many guys as he can, get the right guy, and go with them, and as and train up the guys, because there's so many rookies and so many young guys without the experience that you don't have a massive cliff you're falling off if somebody gets hurt and you have to plug somebody in. So, we'll see. Oh, my shot now, man. Jo- Jonah Jackson starts all 16 games at left guard. Ooh, ooh. I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I would not be disappointed with that at all. Um, and, and uh, look, we all want to see 
Penicini stuffed in there too. So we'll, we'll see. How yes. Things go. Yes, we do. That's my first play. All right. Um, really quick. want to talk about fanatic. Uh, no, don't do fanatics. Yeah. I want to talk about Taylor Decker. Sorry. I'm going to move him in there. He was effectively passed an eighth grade love note in class by the lions organization. <laughs> they're talking about his contract. Uh, they're talking, we know he's a good player, right? A lot of people give him crap for a player too, that really, really stood out. But for the most part, Taylor Decker's a really, really good left tackle. He's, 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 he's not number one in the league, but he's definitely not number 10. He's, he's, he's a good yeah. left tackle and he's a guy you want to keep. Um, in negotiations, you know, start whenever they start, but basically they said, Hey, Taylor, we really like you, right? <laughs> Which is where the, the passing of the note in eighth grade. I hurt you. <laughs> Will you go and, with and me? The, do you like me too? Checkbox, yes or no, right? And so they're waiting for the note back. And I think they got the note back in the Zoom call today. Right when 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 uh, they did we, we they got to see the right the uh, interview with Taylor Decker, so I feel like that's kind of the start of the the conversation and, and bringing him back again with the way the the the, uh, the the unknown about the salary cap. I think that's a really really good start at this point for a team to talk about a guy who's going to command some real money and who you're going to pay real money because you're happy to have him. That's probably a good start to the conversation, as good as you're going to get at this point so far. But I think basically they're pointing to they're going to bring him back. What do you think, Riz? Am I high? Am I on too no. much CBD? You're, that is not an that is not an intoxicant. That's right. You so. told me that. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, no. I think you're right. I, th- I think it's smart to try to get something done, get it preemptive because the market for tackles only ever goes up. Yeah. Faster they get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> even if you don't like Taylor Decker, the the options of replacing him, you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Case? You uh, are you a fan, or do you want to toss him out and? Uh, Bring in, um, God, I don't even know, Greg Robinson, see how he does a left tackle. <laughs> well, well, what I, I mean, the interesting prisons, thing, that'll be tough. <laughs> the interesting thing is, I think that we got rid of, we do have three, you know, spots up for grab on the offensive line. So, I mean, we don't know what we're going to get this year out of the offensive line, but in theory, we got three rid of the three weakest players on the offensive line, the week three weakest starters in theory starters on the offensive line. Yes. And we kept the depth who did a okay job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's very fair. So there's good reason for at least mild optimism that we'll be able to maintain the level we were at. Even if, I mean, I, offensive line and, and God knows I, I, we all know the wheels can come off of that at any minute, but there's at least cause for mild optimism that they could repeat what they did last year. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. We got a question from Brandon. Uh, is Decker as good as Bacchus? El Jefe. He's better. That's what I think too. Yeah. Um, Bacchus was nice. He was good. He was a committed. Bacchus, guy, but... Bacchus was more consistent. Decker has, and I've said it many times, he has two or three plays every game where you wonder if he's ever played football before. But those are literally the only place where he's not good. Yeah. The rest of the game, he's great. And they always stand out. They're always on the replay. They do. Right? And I think right. he gets in from, from the from the haters out there. I think he gets an unfair knock because there seems, you know, it's it's a lot like a goaltender. It's a lot like in, in, in soccer in particular, right? You you only really notice them when things go wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that he has, and I'll say this, and it's something that he has to improve at, he is a much better blocker when he does not have tight end help to his outside. He likes having his left side open. Interesting. He, 
most of the time when he screws up, it's because there's a tight end there and he doesn't know how to react off that. It slows, yeah. it slows his processing down some. That's when you, you leave a running back back there to help, right? doesn't get in his way. And if someone beats him, he's, he's have, have a full back, have an H back, have yeah. somebody like that. That's yeah. apparently what you're paying Nick Bowden for. Or Isaac Nauta. There you go. Camp battle. Camp battles. Camp battle preview. <laughs> Nauta versus Nauta versus Bowden. 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 Who wins. <laughs> wins. 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 Race fans. No. Okay. So there we go. Uh, no. Good stuff. So I'd love to see Decker coming back. That'll be good news. Um, you can read all about it at at anything that you buy from Amazon. I don't know. That's a terrible. That's Jesus big, Christ. Like a hard wall, right? <laughs> if you want a Taylor Decker jersey, or if you want to get tattoo sleeve prints of his, you can probably find it at Amazon. <laughs> I will tell you, I changed the landing page for Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. And and those who've gone there have seen it. I'm sure they're pretty blown away. I didn't even know such a thing was available at such a price. It's outrageous. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, But if you're anytime you're going to Amazon, check it out. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They give us a kickback when you use that link. It goes straight to the site. It gives you a landing page on that special little thing you may find. Uh, Interesting, to say the least. I thought I thought it was great. Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anytime you go to Amazon, do it. Use that uh, that URL. It's a couple extra keystrokes, but for the cost of a couple extra keystrokes and not a penny more than the normal pricing you would pay, Jeff Baldman Bezos gives us a kickback. Don't don't feed don't feed him. Feed us. Help 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 take care of the show that you love so much. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There we go. All right, uh, two more topics we got to get to here. And Riz has a locker to clean out, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure we get through I do. this in a timely I'm... manner. Okay, um, Falcons game ten second uh, ten seconds. Yeah, I'll try to go through this as quick as I can. Bang this out, Casey. You want to talk about it? Okay, no, it it, it came up Way in the subreddit. Time. It came up in the subreddit this last week, and we talked about. I remember talking about it in depth when it when it actually happened, and try to break it down for people. Uh, but I still think there's a lot of people out there who misremember exactly how it went down and or misunderstood why it went down the way it did so i just wanted to try to uh, put a little you know so this is going back this is going back to the jim caldwell season his last season in atlanta golden tate does not get into the end zone right and on a on a goal line pass there's 11 seconds left i think at the end they initially called it a touchdown and right. reviewed it and because they reviewed it and decided it didn't go into the touchdown into the end zone there was a 10 second runoff uh which they decided uh ran out the entire clock the thing right. lions fans were angry about was that it would have if you actually look at the clock at the time that he was down it it should have left about uh, in if memory Maybe serves a second and a half less than less than a yeah. second yeah. It, by my by my personal yeah, it, it was very close it was like 0.7 or something like yeah. that yeah and um what i think a lot of and okay so first of all the mistake that the referees made the the main mistake that the referees made was calling it a touchdown but i'm not going to brag on them that hard for that because it looked and like the a guy, touchdown the, well the guy who signaled touchdown was behind the play and golden tate's back was to him when he right. caught the ball. Right. But it was so close. It was so right. yeah, close that, that I have a hard time being super upset about them calling it a touchdown. Agreed. Um, but what then happened with the 10 second runoff, they decided to call the game at that point. In theory, there should have been a 0.7 seconds. What a lot of Lions fans don't know or don't 
want to recognize from my perspective, I, I posted this, I posted a comment on the thread that, that got brought up and, and boy, did it, was it not popular. Um, but I really do passionately believe that Vines fans should recognize this. Even if they had gone up and gotten a chance to put the live ball down, unlike a ball that goes out of bounds, unlike a pass, in, a incomplete pass, the second that the referee signals that it's a live ball, the clock would have started again. And that's before the snap. Mm-hmm. That's before the Correct. snap. And if you've ever seen how long it takes in a situation like that for them to, between the time the referee calls it a live ball and the ball is snapped, it's longer than point five point seven seconds. The chances of them just blowing the game dead before they even get the snap off are extremely high. There is a very solid chance that even if that had run the way that it probably should have been run, the Lions would never even have had the chance to run a play. Like I say, the problem with it, the the problem with it is that the referee called it a touchdown in the first place. Because so, if he hadn't called it a touchdown, they might have been able to get another playoff. Although the chances yeah. of them being able to get a playoff of any, yeah. you know, of yeah, any right. significant like would have been, magnitude like we, in that yeah. time is slim. I mean, it would have been, it had to have been like the, the sloppiest of quarterback sneaks. So and I'm not yeah, saying that, that couldn't have worked. That's, that's your only, that's your only bet on it. And, and like you said, as soon as, so the umpire is going to be there He's going to back out, and as soon as he gets to where he needs to be, the official is dropping the hand, which means the clock starts. That snap has to be instantaneous. Yeah. And, and that doesn't way, happen. And, by the way, the center cannot see when the ref is doing right, that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. usually a signal from the quarterback that tells right. them to go for it. So Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, absolutely. But, I mean, after the break, they could have been lined up. There's there's a possibility. I'm not going to say that it would have happened, right? I'm just going to say there's a I'm possibility s- that, that – that, it's infinitesimal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is, the reality is, and this is this is where I think the biggest the problem with the with the whole thing is is with the way the the rule itself works. Eric, the rule uh, is awful. I agree. Awful. I won't argue Eric, with that Eric, at all. Eric makes a great uh, comment in the chat right now that an untimed down would have been fair at that point. Yeah. When the refs stop it like that, because we do not want the refs. To end the game we at the same the time. The game ended on an officiating mistake. Yeah, at the same time, happen. happen that way. Nope. At the same time, just just to finish this off, it probably would have been unfair to the Falcons if we had gotten a free play because they stopped us. They yeah okay okay. But listen to what I'm saying. If they if they stopped us short of the goal line with ten seconds left. And we didn't have time to get up there and run a play. That's good on them. That's, you know, that was a, that was a well done defensive stand by them. And, and if we had gotten the, the, you know, the opportunity to run an unpressured play at that point, that wouldn't have been fair to their defense. It would have been more fair than ending the game on. The I don't know there. about that. I don't oh, know about that because uh, I don't know, the, man. The I don't rule. know. Cause they stopped us. They stopped us fair and square. With and, and there was ten State didn't run deep enough. Eleven seconds left, <laughs> right? And the Lions can line up in eleven seconds. They've shown the Lions. Well, yeah, 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 for sure, so for they sure. Gotten up and run I get that. If the if the Falcons had stopped them, so but but can you imagine their put yourself in their viewpoint though? I, I because because you you stopped the Lions have stopped a team mm-hmm. at the like five inch, inch mark. Yeah. 
whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the, the officiants just let the other team run another play. We're getting married now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) They they just, they just let the other team run another play. Like how pissed would you be? Imagine that. Tell me if you want to tell me you wouldn't be pissed off in that circumstance. I'm going to tell you, I don't believe you. Every, everybody (laughs) in the stadium and on TV expected another, another play. No one expected very few people expected that 10 seconds. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I I know lions. I didn't, I didn't, know they would the be pissed time. off no, so. stafford stafford to his credit play. stafford knew it right away yeah yep yeah everybody expect or us you can't say everybody but you can say 90 percent of the people watching expected another play right there they did and that's and that's that's really what should have happened lion's side or not i, I, I don't care if the it, it should that's never such be a, a terrible rule ends because the error the refs screwed it up and that's that I guarantee you, uh, if the foot's on the uh, shoes on the other foot, that foot's on the other shoe, that Lions fans are very upset with the way that ends. If if it ends not in our favor, so foot's um, on the other shoe, the ending would have been obfuscated, (laughs) and that's for sure. All right, last piece. Okay, (laughs) yeah, let's do this. I I got a roll, boys. Let's do this. Okay, last one. Uh, Three games in one full season. Uh, the three games of last season has been reviewed by the Riz. He's done that on the Lions Wire. Talk about it, Riz. Tell us all the great work you're doing over there. Uh, it's, it's fun. Um, I'm going through it. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching the broadcast tape and then I'm taking a little break and I'm going back and I'm watching the all 22 and I'm taking live notes on it. And it's very much prisoner of the moment notes. It's not like, um, for the most part, I'm looking at exactly what's happening. You're getting more of a reaction. And I try to break down specific key plays. Some of the things that I found so far is uh, the, the win against Philadelphia. I did the Philadelphia game this morning. The way that the three-man rush worked in that game is probably a false positive that doomed the rest of the season. And it's very frustrating. And I will also say this. Carson Wentz is not going to last long. That's another takeaway from it. Dude does not know how to protect himself. Um, He never had to in college. No, he did not. Some of the things that I've seen, the offensive line, specifically Joe Dahl, has been better than I thought he was. Uh, I think Christian Jones has been very good through the first three games. He's been an impact player, which which is surprising. Interesting. Uh, Remember, uh, Jared Davis did not play the first two weeks. Jones played really, really well against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers game, they won that game because the Chargers lost, plain and simple. Um, they had two touchdowns, two third-down conversions in the fourth quarter, and two missed field goals that cost them in that game. San Diego, I almost said San Diego. Los Angeles did that. Um, they also were guilty of two god-awful penalties that the Brown, that the the the, the uh, officials threw um, that, that shouldn't have been. So there's. It's been it's been fun. It's interesting going back and looking at it and seeing like there's there's things that I didn't necessarily remember. I didn't remember Ty Johnson getting the workload that he did about, early on. How about Slay? Did you remember Slay getting worked? Because we got Sean in the in the chat oh, saying Slay so, got worked. Slay Slay was Keenan Allen's bitch. There's no other way around it. <laughs> he was it was bad, man. And by the way, the next week he's going against Nelson Aguilar because uh, both Alshon Jeffrey and uh, their other wide receiver Sean Jackson were out. And Justin Coleman was a hell of a lot better than Slay in those games. Yeah. We need, someday, not today, we need to talk about Slay and man versus zone, but yes. not today. Um, and and what, what spurred this on was interesting enough. I, I happened upon the Redskins game and I watched Terry McLaurin just 
also turned Slay into his bitch. I love Tamara. And that was, uh, that spawned me to like, how often does this happen? And I wanted <laughs> so to. So when we talk about how Slay had a down year and you think we're making it up, oh, it, it <laughs> was rough, watch man. it. Please go back and watch it. <laughs> so Philip Rivers was dead on looking for Slay. Like, uh, is Darius over there? I'm throwing it over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so there, there, there's a lot of fun things coming out of it. I will say, Sam, we are going to miss Sam Martin more than I think we think we are. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. His control on punts, but also he is phenomenal at kickoffs, and that's going to be a yeah. big, big hole because Prater is not. Right. We were able to put a lot of those right at the, like, minus right. two-yard line was and things so like that. He so good at If they wanted to force the team to return the, the ball – Martin yeah. was phenomenal yep. at it. You're absolutely right. Yep. So that's, and that's a skill that is not easy to do. All right. Yeah. Hey, Riz, I, I know you got to go, and we held you late. I do. Let you, let, let's let you bounce now. Is that okay? Okay. And that's you good. You go get your stuff done. Thanks a lot for joining us, man. Sorry. Right. To keep Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you again soon. Yep. All right. Yep. We'll see you, brother. And he will zoom out, and uh, much love for the Riz and all his help all week. <laughs> and then we can, we'll just finish up the show, Case, if you're okay with that. Uh, I'm not okay with that. That's good. I never want to finish. We'll keep going forever, Chris. All right. While he does that, we're going to go ahead and uh, really quick talk about something that I want to talk about. Uh, fanatics, a lot like Amazon, right? <laughs> hey, you can get your Okuda numbered one jersey right now. And I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a limited time thing because once this is over, you're not going to find an Okuda number one jersey again. It's not going to be available. So if you want to get your jersey, head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll get all your Lions gear, all your Lions stuff, whether it's a jersey, it's a hat, it's a T-shirt, it's a blanket, it's a, I think they probably have snowshoes for you, Case. Head over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. You get all your Lions gear or college gear or hockey gear, basketball gear. It's all there and available. Again, last time, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Help the show out by doing something you were going to do anyway. All right. Um I don't remember. I don't remember this ever being an issue before with rookies and jersey numbers. No, no, and and it's true. Him is and they're selling his number one. I don't care. I don't care that much. I don't care that much about rookie numbers. I don't. I don't care that much about jersey numbers to begin with. But I know that a lot of people do. But I don't remember this being an issue for two our, our top two rookies to still to be without a number until cuts get made. That that's weird to me. That that seems very strange. I, I always have loved the number one. I love number one in college because it's it's like an honor for a lot of teams to give somebody that number one. They really have to earn it. It's sure. it's, it's 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 really, really cool. The fact that Okuda is available as a number one jersey in this limited thing is is got me like all over. I gotta buy one. I just gotta buy one. In three years when I have the number one Okuda jersey hanging off my back I'm going to be a total OG. I'm going to be an OG with that with that jersey. That's going to be really cool, right? Sure. So, anyway, all right. Hey, let's do a really quick call. We got someone on the line. I'm going to guess he's from the TV show that you might have seen on uh, Netflix from the Ozarks. Is this Brandon? Yeah, it is. <laughs> How you doing, brother? All right, and don't you dare slander me with that stupid show being from the Ozarks. That's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> That dumb thing is shot in Georgia where it belongs. Uh, he could have been a lot more like, offensive course, with that than he was. Like, yeah, <laughs> well. yeah I, I tell you what, though, it, it's worse with that stupid video that somebody shot. That was that was horrendous. If, uh, all you guys got to do is pull uh, out the, the tax, breaks, tax breaks over there. What's going on? You could have had it right there in your backyard. Uh, you could have been brushing with greatness all day long. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bust your your chops there, Brendan. How you doing, brother? Oh, just fine, just fine. Uh, 
Hey, listen, I, I just wanted to, to uh, uh, bring up an interesting. There, somebody in the chat brought up woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, with the Atlantic, and game. it's so funny. <clears throat> it's funny. Serious XM NFL, and one of the, the no, not that coulda. <laughs> uh, somebody, uh, there was a topic on Serious XM NFL on late hits, and that's what they had for two nights. Is what did your team have in a woulda, coulda, shoulda moment that you wish would have been different? So, believe it or not, I got on there, and in about five minutes, I gave him a 60-year history of the Lions. <laughs> dating all <his> <laughs> I, I, and in rapid-fire fashion, I, I ripped off uh, Bobby Lane, Roger Brown being traded, Greg Landry missing a winning touchdown against the, the Cowboys. Uh, I even included Billy Sims and his injury. Yancey Thigpen uh, dropping a pass in the end zone that would have gotten the Lions into the playoffs. Did you know that one? Do you remember? Did you bring that one up? Oof. Oh, yeah. Well, Deep I did dives. Get yeah. the Calvin. Yeah, the, the Calvin catch. Millen hired, you know, mm. uh, and, and uh, on and on. And then I, then I got to thinking about the, uh, oh, the, well, you guys talked about the 10-second runoff. The uh, the flag that was thrown that shouldn't have been by Schwartz on the the non touchdown of the Texans. Next the, thing you know, I'm homeless I mean, and a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So, so I, I said our our three our three skilled players are called woulda, coulda, and shoulda: our quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. <laughs> well, we got a cornerback there now for Okuda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. He's, yeah, he's I, I, I'm kind of I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what this season is going to bring. Uh, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> it's kind of has, I'm hesitant because I don't know what in the world is going to happen, but we've got to have <clears> players <throat> that's better than what we had last year. Um, I, I just got to feel that uh, we have been proved. Uh, but uh, like what Jeff said, you know, in his game reviews, there are some flashes of greatness, and then there are some flashes of what are you guys doing? Yeah. You know, well, I think and, just uh, the the fact that Matthew Stafford is standing again and throwing the ball, he yeah. makes the players around him better. He is a player that elevates a team to a level. We saw it. We, I mean, how how has Golden Tate done since he's left? Right? How about Chris Durham? Where did he land besides his greatness as a former roommate? How many wide receivers? Period. Can you name who have left Detroit exactly. and done better than they did in Detroit that, since Stafford came right? You, you and having Matthew Matthew Stafford. In, upright and active and throwing that ball puts us in a whole different ball ball game as far as how this team is going to perform this year. I feel like that alone is a big thing. And then I look at the players again, I feel people didn't like getting rid of Slay and, 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 and grabbing Okuda. Ah, boy, that's a big loss. That's a salary cap gain. That's a player that for, if he plays as he's, he has looked so far and how people believe he's going to play, that's an upgrade at that position. Um, for for a heck of a lot less money, we've got a team I think that's in a, a good place right now. That's got better talent. Um, we've got an offensive line who that looks pretty pretty stout actually. I, I think we're going to be pretty pleased with the guys, the draft picks we have, the rotation, and the be able to the ability to pick the right guys for the positions. At running back, I think we have uh, the best running back room we've had in as long as I can remember. I expect multiple hundred yard games this year. Uh, I saw in the in the subreddit someone said the Lions have only had in Matthew Stafford's career eleven by his count hundred yard games. 
from a, by from a, a single bag. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's ridiculous, right? That's ridiculous. This team has not been able to run the ball for for a lifetime, for a generation at least, uh, and for Matthew Stafford's at career. least his uh, career. Yeah, and the yeah. to bring that right now, it just it adds a whole new dimension. It makes Marvin Jones get more separation. It gets more separation from Kenny Galladay, Hawkinson, healthy, right? Uh, Amendola, Huntley, all these guys. This just it, it it gives this offense a whole lot more room to work with, and it gives defenses a lot more problems to have to solve. Somebody's going to be open and when Matthew Stafford's there throwing the ball he'll find him and the ball will be there I think this is a really really good opportunity for this offense if everyone stays healthy I think this offense could come together and be one of the most electric offenses we've had in a long long time in Detroit you know uh you know I've I've, uh, hit this up on Twitter a lot and talked to you guys about it before on uh YouTube is a lot of the older games I mean they're starting to flood now the YouTube channels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's about four or five guys that are all coming up with these uh, uh, games of old and from the 70s and 80s and, and 90s, of course. And uh, uh, I, I mean, if you guys get the chance, man, you got to look up some Billy Sims games. I, and and they, they didn't win them all, but the, he made his presence known. But I tell you what is really interesting is this team we have now reminds me of a lot of what they had with Monty Clark. This is not the same team that, that uh, like, like Wayne Fonts had. Right. I mean, Barry Sanders was the man, and he was it. And then, you, of course, you had the three receivers that eventually came, to, came forward. But back then, it isn't just Billy Sims. It was also uh, Dexter Bussey and a couple of other running backs that added to the weight of the running game. And they ran the ball a lot more back then. Uh, but they also had some really good receivers. There were some unheralded ones that people forget about, like Leonard Thompson, Spider Man uh, Jones, and, and, and Freddie Scott. Yeah, yeah, and and, and then you had the Silver Rush. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. That, that. Now that's not anything like this defense, but they were powerful. Yeah, and they could get the job done. It's it just uh, uh, really, uh, you know, if you're on Sundays and there's nothing to do. These games are full games, even some of them with the commercials, and I've been live tweeting them just for fun. Uh, I've gotten a few people kind of looking at them, watching them with Sims me. But coming the, back at you, that was you get some love from him. That was great. Yeah, yeah, and and then I'll put in a clip of uh, uh, of, of the game of the day, and of course is is one Billy Sims highlight I, I never forget is when he dragged the linebacker into the end zone on Kansas City's. And then another time is the one where he did the over the top. Barry right. never did anything like that, no, man. No, no, no. I mean, he just he pirouetted over it just like Marcus Allen used to do for the Chiefs and the Raiders. Yep. It was awesome. Yep. But yep. Uh, uh, it, I, I'm really encouraging you guys out there in the chat and and anywhere else if you're listening to this on podcast later on, check out YouTube. Punch in Lions 1980, 81, 82, 83. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of games that were tight and they lost, but for the most part, you'll see winners. And especially when they played Green Bay and Chicago, man, it's a beautiful game. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, those years against Green Bay were were just fruitful, fruitful years, man. Oh, yeah, no, good stuff. And it's, it's actually a really good – I've been kind of – I don't want to say resisting, but I've been pouting 
about the the no sports on on TV and finding other stuff to do. And I'm like, I'm not watching old games, but it's I mean, you've you've definitely piqued my my interest to go out and and take a look at some of these these games out there because, again, you know, I remember I I started my antenna went up on the lines when they when they drafted Billy Sims, and and I just got locked in as a fan. He was he was the guy that I can blame all of this on, right? I mean, but those again, you talk yeah. about that Spider Man Jones with the 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 another one bites the dust recording yeah. that he did right with the team and the excitement yeah. that they had that was just infectious especially for a guy who's like you know eight ten years old at the time you're just like oh this is this is like i'm in right it just sucks you in as a kid and uh you got that going on and then you, you, you a couple of tough years and then you you roll into wayne fonts who rolling around with a cigar and his uh on his golf cart you pull in billy sims and you yeah. so many if if you're not a lions fan and living in detroit with after the billy sims years you just don't like football right i mean <laughs> you just have a problem right. with that problem so at that point so yeah, that, that's true I, I tell you what uh you know, something else I put on Twitter that uh, some have been talking about, you know, I'd like to see this in a Lions uniform. I'd like to see that in a Lions uniform. I really like them 80s, early 80s uniforms. Mm. Uh, when you see the game, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're, they're of course, the, the the home uniforms, the blue, but it's got, um, I think, blue numbers with white or silver outline. And it really looks sharp. Uh, I, I wish they had that at least for just one throwback, and this being the 40th year anniversary of Billy Sims being being uh, drafted, yeah. I thought it'd be really cool. I just wish they would be able to do something like that. My favorite, but part, I tell you another thing. You my th- favorite part of the uniforms. Well, was the shoulder I, I, I pads. just say this one. Well, hold on. The shoulder. Oh pads yeah, were, how they how they were big they were. Yeah, they were modeled after women's fashion at that point. <laughs> I remember my going yeah. to church with my mom and falling asleep on her shoulder pads while we were sitting in the pew. They were very soft. Oh, that's the truth. Well, listen, listen I'll, I'll get out of here. I'll just say one more thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Something else you guys might notice when you start watching an old game is the play calling. Watch how those plays were, but especially when they put Bussy and Sims in the backfield. I, I really I, – I even hit up Mike O'Hara with this, and he said, uh, well, you won't see – he doesn't think you'll see uh, uh, Swift and, and Johnson in the backfield like that, but he figures that the both of them are going to be there and one will move up to the line because that's the newer version of the same thing they were running back then because a lot of the deep, a lot of the offenses ran a split uh, two-back set, and one would run out for a cat pass, the other would stay in block. Sometimes both of them would run out for a pass, and the you know, screen game would be just outrageous. You know, right, so right. I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I, I, I listen, I, I'll go ahead and get out of here. You guys really check it out. Man. And you want to see some football, especially if you guys are like under 35. You've never seen these games before. You may not even know the score. I don't even put the score in when I'm tweeting about them. I just talk about the stuff I remember and especially a K car for six thousand dollars. Mobile oil for a dollar, you know. Uh, buy buy a brand new personal computer from Radio Shack for eight hundred dollars, and all it is is a is a calculator. Let me let me <laughs> let me ask you something because because the, this is this is good. June Jones's quote that Barry would have played two to three more years if they would have hired him. Do you think that's self-aggrandizing, or do you think yes. that's real? Ah. <laughs> Uh, Jones, who Jones? June Jones, June Jones. Excellent. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, June Jones. 
come on, man. He had he had the what he was. They they got rid of that offense with Miles Davis. Yeah, I was gonna say he's was no Miles Davis. <laughs> oh, just no, no, no. He's he's a college coach that does great because oh, he's got a bunch of young kids can run around there and and have a flashy offense. Uh, but you get that in the NFL, and you've got. You got veteran offense defenses that know how to stop that mess. Yep. I mean, look what happened to the Oilers against the Bills. They didn't have a four-minute offense. They just kept running the ball and, and passing the ball so fast that they couldn't stop. But look what and happened with when the Bills needed, against the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, brother. I'm going to let you. All right, know. we we put all the children Take to care. sleep now, right. so. Um. Oh. <laughs> Real hats have curves. All right. Um, Okay. So one other thing, football related, not necessarily lines related than what we'll call it. Um, There has been one element of football on TV. And I don't know if you saw it. UFC's back and Greg Hardy fought a week and a half ago. Did you happen or two weeks ago? Did you happen to see it? I didn't watch it. (sighs) It was, it was a heavyweight power, obviously. Right. Um, and, 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 and UFC is a lot of fun. Love to watch. Was he fighting with his girlfriend? No, this was actually. Oh. <laughs> and this is what made it so much. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I'm sorry. This is what made it kind of fun to watch, though. Because he took a beating. He won. But he took an absolute. <clears throat> he just outlasted. He just literally outlasted and got just beat. Beat to pieces. And it felt good. Every punch that landed on him just kind of felt good. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, this is good. Ending did wind up the way I was hoping, but boy, that was something. That boy, he is still a big dude. And when you see those heavyweights, a guy like Hardy land a kick, you're just like, God, that would send me into the, that would send me to the moon. Yeah. No, I'd be snapped. So ESPN UFC this weekend, if you're looking for something, I've, I've, I've been enjoying the fights that they've had on and just give me a little bit of a little bit of something to do. So there you go. I think we got a show, though, Case, unless you've got something about. Nope. No, I do not. Or the bottle nope. nipples or anything for nope. the millennial. Nope. We'll save it for the next show. OK, for the millennial show. All right. With that, we're going to call it a, uh, a show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We love your feedback there. It helps us get better. And it's a community show. So be part of the community and let us know what you like and, and don't. And we'll work on that. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month. Of course, we'll take more. But that will get you access to the most intelligent uh, live chat or intelligent chat, Lions chat on the Internet. Go on over there and get, you, get in there and have some fun. Help support the show. Helps us do all the stuff we're going to do. Um we're still on for doing the training camp party as long as there's training camp. So as things kind of open up here and break themselves out, we will know more. But uh, we're looking for that. And also, for sure, we will be doing the fantasy this year. Um, we had a good run of it last year. It worked well the way we did it. We're going to do it again this year. So if you'd like, absolutely keep your eyes open. We'll start opening up the fantasy sign up, I think, at the end of June. Um, right around case, we're going to be doing... We're we're less than a month away from being a five year old show. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Remember how it all started? It's starting to get to be like, like a good whiskey. You know, we're, well, we're getting closer all the time. Yeah, we're not mellowed though. All right. Other stuff. What else do we got? Um, we have got. Sorry, caller. Um, 
Make sure to follow us on the Facebook. Facebook is alive again. We're doing all kinds of stuff there. We're opening that up. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast on Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. You can follow us there at DET Lions podcast. Really the best place to see Case. Sticking to everything I sit on. I want to play it paint it brown again, but I won't. Okay. I'll give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And of course, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can drop into your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This 